Hello, 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 and welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hi, 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 hi. I am, of course, your host, Mark Kuznetz, and I've got quite a few games to talk about. I feel like I haven't done this in forever. It has been over a week since I've recorded an episode last, but... The last episode technically came out less than half a week ago, or around a half a week ago at this point. So it's not been that long, yet it has been that long. It's all crazy. Time, what is it? Who knows? I already said I'm Mark, but again, I am Mark. If you enjoy this show, or if you like what you hear, if you like what you end up hearing, or if you've heard this all before, and you've been hearing it for weeks and weeks and weeks, and you've liked it, and you're thinking to yourself, I would like to see more of this person or hear more of this person. You can do all that over at pxsausage.com. Write that? You you write that? You like that, huh? Throwing out some plugs at the top of the show like every other podcast does. I can be a freaking shill as well. The site, the YouTube, the Patreon, all that jazz. pxsausage.com, baby. pxsausage.com. Um, and I'm pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Ha ha ha, you like them apples. I don't know, I'm not from Boston, so I don't know anything about apples. Anywho, I've got a lot of games to talk about, including Senses Midnight, Laser Pedium, Undead Horde 2, Necropolis, Fishing Vacation, Aquarius, A Painter's Tale, Cure on 1950, and Truck Driver, Heading North DLC. It's a jam-packed show, and we're going to get to it shortly. However, I... I do have a bit of hardware to talk about because I, I in the many, that doesn't make any sense. I was about to say in many rare occasions, but in uh, rare occasions, I'll get emails about hardware and usually I see it say, okay, neat, not really for me, whatever. And I move along, which was, uh, is was is an all right all american reject song move along that is not that is that's not part of the title it's just move along so if you search move along that is by all american rejects i'm sure you'll still get the move along song they're not gonna be like <laughs> that is is not part of the title i don't know what you're talking about anywho i got an email for a certain device which is currently still in its Kickstarter campaign, I believe there are 10 days to go at the time of this recording, which is Tuesday. And when the end of the episode releases, that means there'll be eight days. That's math. I'm I'm smart. But it's uh, this little thing. There's the camera. It's the Omni Case 2. Now, this is a neat little device. Something that would be way more practical if I had, say, an, not an, I, I was gonna say an iPad Air, but a, a MacBook Air as opposed to the MacBook Pro that I do have, because some of the ports and, and whatnot on here, I do have with that, which you don't get with the, the Air, which is part of why I ended up getting the Pro uh, on top of a few other factors. But what this little piece of hardware does is 
it's essentially a dock for your device, whether that be a laptop or maybe a Steam Deck. And I also got with this a laptop stand and a Steam Dock, Steam Dock, Steam Deck stand. The laptop stand was uh, worrisome at first. I, I thought it wasn't going to be able to hold the laptop. I thought it was going to be very unreliable, but it isn't. It's nice. However, it is one solid piece of hardware. Uh, it's one solid piece. It doesn't fold or anything of that nature. So it is very much so a workstation set it and forget it like those infomercials thing it's not something you can take with you i mean you can take it with you but it is not in any way practical as a portable fan which may be problematic uh, if it's something for instance you wanted to take to the office and at home or when you work at home work at the office but it, it it holds the laptop, holds it firmly, no worry about it tipping over or anything of that nature. And the Steam Deck stand is nice and can also be used, which is how I use it, for the Switch. You're not going to be able to plug this device in and get all the USB hubness out of it and everything. But as a stand-alone stand... <laughs> It, it, it was, it's much nicer and more uh, sturdy. I feel way more comfortable using it for the Switch than the little kickstand on the back of it, which is also the SD card holder space on, on the, the Switch. So it's nice for that. And they're, they're both nice stands in that this is a magnetic device. Uh, yeah place it behind there in a designated spot and it won't shift around which is basically the way it's designed but this little thing it has an array of ports on it uh, two HDMI outputs a display port an ethernet port three USB type C and then two USB Type A's, and then a uh, micro SD card slot and SD card slot. And then this top comes off magnetic, and in there you have spaces for three SD cards, two micro SD cards, and then two SIM cards, which the SIM card slots, your your mileage will vary on that. The, that's a very niche thing. But then on the top of the, the, the cover, you have a handful of cables. One uh, USB Type-C to Type-C cable for connecting the device to your computer so that you can use it a, a, as a hub and all that and access the... SD cards or whatever that you may be trying to read. A micro uh, a USB Type-C to micro USB adapter 
a USB Type-C to USB Type-A adapter, and then a 90-degree USB Type-C converter, whatever you call that adapter. It's, it's, it's well packaged, except for the USB Type-C to micro-USB adapter. It does not stay in. The space for it is just ever so slightly too big so that it will easily fall out. I quote unquote fix this by taking a small strip of electric tape and put it in there. And now it stays in there fine, which is good because that is one of the adapters that is the most useful for me. But that was a little bit of, of an annoying, uh, something that's annoying. There's also a little bit of play between the case and the the cover it's it's not something where you have to worry about it coming off but it, it's noticeable and then a nice thing too is that on the backside it tells you what every single port is because there are three micro USB or not micro there are three USB type C ports but they all have different functions. One is the one that allows you to connect it to your PC and then use the card readers and all that jazz, or you can connect, or one is for connecting the device to an outlet, which allows you to charge multiple devices via the dock then up to 100 watts, and then just a regular one. I like it. It's, again, not as practical for me, given that I have a MacBook Pro. But it does allow, even with that, ease of access to various ports and grants me additional ports. And it grants me USB Type-A ports, which is nice since you don't have any of those on the laptop. And there are still plenty of devices that use those, legacy devices and whatnot. And... I especially like the card readers because that's something I can also use on my desktop and I don't have to have a card reader specifically for that. In addition to, I, I like being able to do whatever I can to get rid of any USB type A devices that I can. There's also a headphone jack. What I wish they removed was one of the HDMI ports. I don't think you need, and most people I don't think would need, two, US, uh, two HDMI ports and a display port. They could have gotten away with just one of each and then added an additional USB Type-C or A port. I was a little bummed to not receive. I thought I was going to get a, a USB Type-C to lightning converter because that is something I could really use. I use the the micro USB adapter quite a lot. And I thought maybe, okay, they, they'll have a hybrid, one of those, like I've had on some cables. Not the case. But it's a, it's a solid little piece of tech. I, yeah, 
It also has a little SIM card remover as well. But if, you, if you're looking for something of this nature, worth looking into, worth looking into. I don't think the laptop stand is super practical. It's fine. The Steam Deck thing, a little bit better because it is, given the nature of it, more portable and therefore more practical with the laptop stand. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, that's the Omni Case 2. Look for it on Kickstarter. It's all right. Anywho, let's get on to what I've been playing. As you can tell, I am very used to talking about hardware uh, on anything. That's the first for me. Just pop the cherry. But it's something I, I was genuinely curious about. And overall, I'm pleased with it. I just wish, I wish there was that additional adapter and I do think there are too many display ports on this thing. Display ports as in HDMI plus display port in the literal sense. Let's get on with the plan. So, Sense is Midnight is a survival horror game, I guess, that takes its sweet time and get into the survival horror bits. Horror-y bits. And it's just, it's real dumb. It's real dumb. You play a young woman who has a ridiculously large chest for the sake of having a large chest with a little bit of jiggle to it. And you're, you're in this park, I believe, in Japan, where there is this midnight door that you don't want to go through because it'll you'll you let out evil essentially and while you're going through this park doing your business the whole time your friends all who live in the states i believe are texting you and following you along with this little robot that is your buddy and allows them to see everything in a very voyeuristic kind of creepy way and they keep chiming in and telling you to do this and that and it's frustratingly designed in that you will do something and then you won't be able to do anything else because your friends will say hey you know what you should really do this first and then you go and do that or you try to do that but they tell you to go back and so an example I went to this exit gate and my friends texted me yeah okay that's the exit but you should really go and check out the midnight door first so then I went to the midnight door and it's understandable why this played out the way it did because they probably surely absolutely expected me to check out the door first because it was on the way to the exit but I just wanted to explore the area as much of it was open to me at that point so I did that 
I got to the exit. They told me, go check out the midnight door first. I went to the midnight door, tried to check that out and, and do my business there. But then they texted me and said, you know what, before you do anything, you should really find out where the exit is in case anything happens. So then I had to go back to the fucking exit and interact with it again, where they finally were like, okay, cool. Now I'll go back to the midnight door. And I did all that and it was fucking annoying. But I'm trying to, is this the game that had that? There's so many things. But after I did all that, that is when the survival horror start, uh, things started happening. But it's not scary. The, the ghosts that appear once you hit a certain point, they'll start chasing you. And you are not fast enough when sprinting to run away from them. But you just have to do a little juking. You don't have a juke button, but you just have to do it yourself. And as long as they don't hit you, you're fine. But the the game itself is just real dumb. The, the friend stuff and the text messaging is all overdone and excessive. And there are instances where they will see something happen or chime in for no good reason when you interact with something. And text chats will pop up at random random intervals where they're going back and forth and it's going by so fast that there's no way you could actually take in everything that is happening. You can bring up the log and see what you missed if you care enough, but it's not well written or interesting. Your friends are all idiots and dumb pieces of crap who have nothing important to contribute anyway. But it's also weird in that you can see the entire chat log and chat history by pushing in, I believe, the right analog stick. But if you go into the menus, where there is also a chat log, that only has very selective text, which is seemingly all the important stuff. And if that is the case, you can immediately tell that the majority of what your friends are texting you is not important because most of it is not saved there. And if you die or have to reload the game, then the the main, the, the complete chat log is completely erased. It's gone. So that resets at, at every reload of the game. But it's just stupid. And I hate the way your character looks. And it has the Resident Evil inventory system, which I don't like because some of the things you're picking up early on are coins and coins taken up in, it's the equivalent of key, but you only have four slots to start with. You have a camera that allows you to take pictures and they told me to take pictures of ghosts when I could hear them around or see them as a collectible, but it never gave me any indicator that... I successfully captured this or that. It's just, it's not good. Also not good is Laser Pitium, a horizontal scrolling shmup that has 
I think, five or so difficulty levels, which vary ever so slightly. The, the number of bullets and projectiles your way will be lessened on the lower difficulties for the most part, but in some cases it, it doesn't make much of a difference. And enemies might be a tad slower. However, the only real or, or the, the main noticeable difference between the difficulties is the number of lives you have. So on the easiest difficulty, you have 20 lives, I believe. And then on the lowest, you have one additional life. But outside of that, there isn't a huge difference in terms of the challenge, which is frustrating and annoying. And I'm not sure if the easiest difficulty is not easy enough and should be easier, or if it's that the hardest difficulty is... I. It's an ugly game. It's not fun. I don't like horizontal sh uh, scrolling shmups where enemies come from the left side of the screen from behind you. And I especially don't like it when you can select between three different ships. However, one of the ships has no way of shooting behind them. Two of them do. One, you can just straight up shoot behind you with the alternate fire and then the other one has an electric lightning type gun that just auto targets whatever enemy is the closest then another ship just can't defend themselves which fucking sucks but i also don't like that design sensibility in general because what it ends up doing is forces you to learn through trial and error and memorization of enemy paths. What's going on? Because in, in your first run, your first few runs, until you learn the exact pattern of the entire level, there will be plenty of instances where you might be on the left side of the screen at this edge or that edge, and then an enemy will come in from behind you and run into you and destroy you because you had no way of knowing they were they were coming and no way or, or no time to react and avoid them. It's it is a very frustrating experience with modes of play uh, you could you could just do a classic thing that is going level by level by level or one that allows you to choose at the end of each level between two different levels it's it's just a poorly designed horizontal scrolling scroll then Undead Horde 2 Necropolis is a game where you are controlling a horde of the undead. You're the undead king, I believe. And you're going from area to area. It's all connected. You got your little hub world where you are able to upgrade your character, upgrade your minions, which range from skeleton warriors, skeleton archers, zombies that have various different traits. The zombies can 
poison enemies upon death, or regain health when you use a special ability. And this is stuff of that nature. It's fine and plays well enough. Looks okay. What I've realized, or, or, or what I realized when playing it, is that I'm not overly fond of these minion management type of games where you have your own avatar, your own character that you control as well. Because if I'm not, or if I'm an active participant in the combat, but don't feel like I have much that I'm able to do, you can attack enemies, but your, your abilities and strengths are fairly limited even so. I'd much rather just be this omniscient, uh, this godlike being that doesn't have an in-world avatar and I'm just controlling minions in a very traditional RTS sense. I'd rather play either a straight-up action game where I am doing all the cool stuff and not controlling anyone, maybe have a pet or companion, but that is it in terms of AI friendlies, or no avatar and have control in a more... And that also would allow for more free control using a cursor or, or something of that nature allow you more abilities for your things and more uh, commands to that nature because another issue with undead horde is that it is very simplified in terms of minion management all you can do is tell them to attack a location or fall back and follow you if, if there are additional commands at some point I never came across them in the few hours I put into the game. But if you if you like those types of games, like an Overlord or, or whatnot, you'll probably enjoy it. There, there, you, you'll also enjoy it if you like having an area that you get to rebuild so with each level you clear, you'll find a soul that allows you to get a new citizen, I guess, of your little town that allows you to then unlock additional upgrades. You're gradually discovering new shop owners who will allow you to purchase weapons and other types of upgrades and items. So there is that that aspect of the game, which I do enjoy. I am a fan of town building and stuff of that nature. I like leveling and unlocking of any kind, pretty much. So that, that carrot on the stick is good, but the general gameplay loop is something that wasn't quite jiving with me. Fishing Vacation is a very short game. I played this on the Switch. Everything I played uh, was on the Xbox, except for Fishing Vacation, which is Switch and PC only. It's a very short game. I finished it in, I think, around 45 minutes, and then I got an additional ending and one other ending after that in a few minutes. But it is a game about a 
fishing vacation that happens over a weekend or so. So it's a handful of days, two or three days, where you start off each day. You're at a cabin with your friend. It's their uncle's cabin or some relative. But you start off each day first going to a certain part of the woods to collect worms for fishing. And then you go to the dock where you fish and collect yourself some fish. Maybe see some weird shit. And things start to unravel into weirdness. And get a little crazy. And a little spooky maybe. And I'll leave it at that. It's a $2 game, so it doesn't cost much. And if if you want to play something that gets weird and is kind of fun in that sense, it's worth checking out. It's worth the $2. I had fun with the, the gradual fall to madness that was happening. There are, I think, five endings that you can experience. And so it's okay. It, it, it's a fine single sitting experience that I never have to nor will ever want to replay again. But I had a good enough time during those things. It's, it's hard because there's not much to talk about it outside of the the not mystery so much but the, the the weird ways in which it develops over time the fishing mini game itself is pretty whatever which is a little disappointing the 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 worm catching mechanic is also real real bad but the fishing itself is just you selecting a location to throw your lure you do that then when the the lure goes underwater you hook your fish in and then you just rotate the analog stick to reel them in and if they start fighting you'll have to tap between the A and B buttons and that's it nothing else to, to do in, in terms of pulling in an opposite direction or anything else in, in terms of fighting against your, your potential fish but it's fine. Fine little thing. Aquarius is the new worst game I've played all year. It is a game about setting up aquariums, but it is incredibly janky. It is one of the most unresponsive games I've ever played with a gamepad, where I'm clicking around trying to do things, and the game is just not fucking cooperating at all, partially because... I learned through some trial and error that the on-screen cursor is broken in that when you do see an on-screen cursor that is just a, a traditional arrow, it is not the tip of the arrow that will activate whatever you're you're scrolling on. It is some it is a weird part within the the arrow within the cursor that activates whatever you're hovering over that's frustrating 
especially when you don't have it's just it's just just frustrating but the visuals especially for the human characters horrible the writing is awful it makes no fucking sense your father you start off you're a 14 year old kid i can't i think i think you're a boy but you wake up and your father comes in happy birthday i got you this aquarium here i just filled it with water and here's some money go buy all the shit you need for it you'll you'll figure out i'm a super genius aquarium dude so like father like son right and you go through this whole tutorial system with this menu system that is fucking busted as all shit you go through this process when you are in the menu system you're still able to interact with the outside environment or with the environment itself so that if you are looking at your aquarium and you've attached a heater and a light and other things to it you put in some decorations if you are looking at it and open up the menu and start shopping and you want to purchase something and you press a button but you press a button while also having the the cursor over an object in the real world you will grab that and then everything turns into a fucking mess in that sense where you're, you're, you look at your aquarium, you're like, what the fuck happened to the heater? Where'd the heater go? Or, or why is it now positioned here and it's not on? Because you picked it up and you fucking moved it around and placed it again while navigating the menus, looking at your aquarium while doing it because you didn't think that the game would fuck you over like that. But you go through the whole tutorial process, which is a pain. And then you go downstairs after you complete that first mission, your your father come up. Hey, good job! You did the, you did a really good job. Hey, uh, why don't you go fix my aquarium downstairs? And if you do a good job, I'll give you a salary. It'll be your first job. You want to do that, right? You go down. The fucking aquarium's filthy, and all the fish are dead. Your your father apparently knows a lot about having an aquarium and taking care of fish. Yet every single clownfish. And his fucking tank is dead and floating up there. There's algae everywhere. Your father is a fucking liar and a piece of shit and completely inept. And he looks like a dumbass. And I don't know who the lady on the couch was. If that was your sister or your mother. If they're a couple, they are one of the most mismatched couples in the history of mismatched couples. But, you know, no judgment. Love is blind. But you go through all that, you fucking... At least are able to take the fish and dump them down the toilet, which I enjoyed. But then I just dumped the rest in the garbage can because I don't want to go all the way upstairs every single time I want to dump one of these fish. But you go through that whole process, cleaning his whole thing, sending it out for salt water. And then your quote-unquote friend comes over who is this really weird, creepy-looking girl, and that is when I turn off the game because it's just a nightmare to control with a gamepad. Horrible writing, not great visuals, fucking super clunky, and it's just it's a mess. What a mess. Absolute miserable time playing that game. Then the last one for real is A Painter's Tale, Quran 1950. Which is an adventure game with a heart that's in the right place 
but a story that doesn't quite come together. It's a story that takes place. It's a. I think in the description they talk about how it's a story where history and this fictional story kind of collide. You are a young artist who sees a light. You're at a dock painting, and you see this light emanating from the water where you're looking at this bell tower uh, from this, uh, which is the only thing that is still visible from this town that was flooded when this dam was built in order to power the rest of the the country or, or just this section of the country. And you see this light, you go to the light, and you end up getting transported back in time to this town before the flood. And it takes you a while to figure out what happened. Don't know why it takes you that long. And, and the uh, the rest of the game involves you trying to figure out how to get back, if you want to get back or start a new life here, interacting and talking with the various people of this town. And and it, it, it's a game that could have been interesting, but two things get in the way. While overall, the environmental art, the painting, which are, are, are straight up paintings that exist in the real world, are nice. And you do get bits of information here and there when interacting with objects and talking to people that will show up in your index that provide you with real life pictures and information about various things like these, I forget the name of it, but this giant stove that you have in your kitchen that works as both a heater for your home, but also as the kitchen utility. And then this really thin and delicious looking pork product that they had rolled up in a very pretty, I wanted to eat that. It looked good. Uh, and other news related things, uh, events and stuff. So I, I like the way in which it is trying to teach you a few things about the era and events that happened during it and stuff like that. But then the character designs are all voxel minecraft e in nature and don't do a good job of... They, they, it's, it's a, they just don't fit the tone and vibe of the story. They animate weird. And I don't like the way their faces look. It just is slightly off-putting and doesn't fit the rest of the game and the story and all that. But then, worse than that, and, and what is ultimately the main problem of the game is that the writing doesn't quite hit it doesn't quite land it's not great again it's hard as in the right place but it just it's not quite there so it didn't it didn't really click with me and there there are certain gameplay elements where it's a little bit too tedious and, and from a gameplay standpoint you're not really doing anything you're not solving puzzles you are just going around and talking to people and that's it. And since that's it, the writing had to be exceptional, and it's not. So you're just going around 
talking to people. It it's, works on a fixed camera thing, and the, the the fixed camera isn't always the best. Sometimes you have to go way off into the distance, which is a little weird. You just keep walking and walking and walking, and you are thinking to yourself, man, is, is, is it going to transition to a different fixed camera at some point? Because this is getting a little crazy. But it's okay. Yeah, just didn't quite click the way I, I'm sure they wanted it to. Because it's, it's clear their heart is in the right place, but it just doesn't quite come together. Then the last thing is Truck Driver Heading North DLC, which I got a code for. And I'm very confused by the DLC because in the email I got, it said, oh, this is a DLC that's just coming out now. And I don't know how that's the case because when I went to the Xbox store and looked at the reviews, the reviews from last year, from 2022 in there, and in the handful of reviews, I think there were five for the Xbox version of this DLC. I think four of the five all talked about how they didn't know how to access the DLC. And I'm in that camp. I... Went to an old save and started a new save. I have no idea how to access the deal, this DLC. I don't know where I go, what I have to do to, to, to get there. And it was just... I, I can't speak to the DLC because I don't know how to fucking access it. It's supposed to be this this different area. I don't know. But the, the truck driver game itself is okay. In a game like this, I think... You really want the game to look very pretty since it's very simple in design and what you're doing and that you are just being a truck driver going around transporting cargo and and trailers to and fro. But it's, you know, it's okay. It's a a fine game to just kind of chill out to. But nothing, nothing too special. And again, the main thing that I was here to talk about, can't talk about because I don't know how to fucking access it. So I just thought I'd bring that up because it is what it is. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Anywho, that's that's going to do it for this year's episode of the Pixel Latest Sausage Show. As you can tell, this past week, overloaded myself too much too much coming in that this is the this is the kind of podcast you got and i've been busy doing other things this has just been one of the busiest weeks of my life that might be a bit of an exaggeration but it's definitely been one of the busiest if not the busiest week of the year so far so many things going on in so many different spaces that I am I am exhausted I am exhausted and I've got nothing else to say. I, I'm, my brain is shot however I wrapped up a handful of things and I'm feeling way more I finished something earlier today 
And by earlier today, it's, it's 4.54 in the morning right now. And by earlier today, I mean at like 3 in the morning. I've not been sleeping well. But I finished some stuff, which means for the most part, outside of a few things here and there, because I've been doing a lot of back-end things on the site to clean things up, get rid of garbage stuff, and just optimize general things in general. I, I completed something that I've been working on for a long time at this point. That is great. And I, I can see, especially as I'm getting more back into the flow of streaming and all that jazz as well, everything I talked about here on the podcast, I did stream. The archives are all on YouTube. So if you want to learn more about them and see my experience firsthand, those are the way to go. Those will give you way more in-depth experiences with each of those things. If you if you listen to me talk about this game or that game or whatnot, and you thought, I don't know what the hell you're talking about because you are clearly wearing yourself thin and you've lost your mind, but I want to know more about this, that is the best route to go for all of that. But I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I've done things or I've completed things that will now clear up my plate a bit. And I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I'm feeling generally good. And that's good, isn't it? I think so. Anywho, that will do it for real. Right? Nothing else to talk about, I don't think. No. All right. So that will do it for this episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. Again, the site, the YouTube, the Patreon, all that jazz can be found over at pxsausage.com. If you would like to experience the joys, though no one asked any questions this past week, so I didn't have to do a show. Suckers. But if you would like to experience most weeks, the joy of interacting with me in a live Q&A where you can ask questions while I'm streaming live or post questions during the week that I will answer for the show and, and you can then listen to via the audio after the fact. Join the Patreon. Patreon.com slash PXS or get the link to the Patreon via PXSausage.com. Anywho, enough of all of that and whatnot. I'm going to go and cook myself some rice and chicken right now. Did you need to know that? No. But I told you anyway. Because that's that's the way I am. That's how I roll. Baby. I'm playing G.I. Joe Operation Blackout currently for Attack the Backlog, streaming the backlog. I was I was excited. I was genuinely excited about that game. I thought we were going to get ourselves another Jumanji of the game or the Smurfs game. And it is not that. It is another Nerf Legends. Gosh darn it. And a new episode of Attack the Backlog just went up for Transformers War of Tri- uh, Cybertron. I don't feel di- I feel differently about that game. But compared to G.I. Joe, it's a much better game. Surprising? I don't think so. But whatever. 
Anywho, that will do it for this episode. So, uh, as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this year episode, and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day and a lovely rest of your week. So, for now, adios, arrivederci, bye! Time.